Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Christian Parenting. Friends, welcome to the Monica Swanson podcast powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. few short years later, the everydayness of life with young kids had worn me down, and I found myself overwhelmed with parenting. Instead of counting blessings, I counted the hours until I could get a break from my kids. The only all-in I felt was the sensation that I was drowning in motherhood. I daydreamed about real jobs where I would wear real clothes, losing sight of the truth that the greatest job in the world was staring at me in the face with peanut butter smears and a Superman cape. What happened to the fully committed feelings I had when my first son was born? Why was it so hard to love these kids well every day? In the years that followed, I learned that being all in as a parent has to be more than an emotional response. It requires something higher, a choice made by our will. Aloha, friends. It's so good to be back with you today. I hope you're having a great spring. And today is super special to me because I get to share some of my heart for raising amazing kids with you as we are going to begin really in earnest our journey through all the chapters of my book, Raising Amazing, Bringing Up Kids Who Love God, Like Their Family, and Do the Dishes Without Being Asked. The last uh, Wednesday of March, I shared kind of the note to readers at the beginning of the book, kind of laid that uh, foundation for what we're going to do so you can go back and catch that one if you missed it. But today we get to talk about 
my chapter one called All In, about fully embracing your role as parents. And this is so much of the heart of my book. I just want to encourage you today. I want to give you some uh, maybe ideas on how you can be an all-in parent, what that looks like. Uh, Also, dispel a few myths about what it's not, and hopefully that's going to lighten your load and truly be an encouragement to you. Now, if you already have the book, if you've already read the chapter, hopefully this will just be some good reminders. If you don't have the book, this is a great time to go ahead and order it because we will be walking through these chapters one a month for the rest of this year, and so I think it'll really help if you have a copy of the book. Also, this is a great time to maybe gather with some friends. You can either listen to this episode with friends or listen to it and then get together. A good excuse to have coffee, hang out, and maybe talk through some of the reflection questions that are at the end of the chapters. Now, before we dive in, I do want to stop and just thank you for two things. One, Thank you so much to those of you who have gone over to Amazon and left a rating or review for Raising Amazing. These are so helpful. So far, I have all five-star reviews, which is such an encouragement to me, Um, but not a lot of people leave ratings and reviews. I get it. I don't, I didn't ever used to until now that I'm an author and I know how important these are. So it would bless my heart if you even want to pause right now, if you have read the book or even enough of it to give a good, you know, five-star rating or a few words about it. It is so helpful. In the show notes, I have a link to where you can go. It's right there on Amazon. You just scroll down, tap on those five stars or leave a few words about what you love about the book. You do have to kind of do a little sign in thing. So it takes, I don't know, two minutes of your time, but please know that it just truly means so much to me. And also, though I can't explain how it works, as far as algorithms go on Amazon, the more ratings and reviews there are, the more they get a book in front of new audiences. So it really helps spread the word about Raising Amazing when you leave uh, reviews, ratings, and reviews. So here is a quick one that I loved. It is titled Encouraging, Inspiring, Authentic for This Mom of Five Boys. Hello. And it is by Frump Fighters, which is a really cool website that you should check out. And um, Frump Fighters is just somebody I've recently discovered. And so how fun that I'm reading this review. It says, I so admire the Swanson family for their authenticity and commitment to Christ. They are serious about living intentional, God-glorifying lives, and they're also real and relatable, not interested in putting on a show, but rather inspiring. I love how each family member contributed sections of the book and that they've also read each part themselves. This is a book I think I'll listen to a second time right away. Ah, I love that. All of that so much. Thank you, Frump Fighters. And everyone go check out that website. Go go have a look for it. Um, Another short one that just super blessed me um, is the title is My Favorite Parenting Book. And this is from Reagan Sinclair. It says, everything in this book was so helpful and so practical. Monica feels like a friend and big sister helping me along the way as I navigate raising kids to know and love God. I couldn't put the book down. Woo, that is so encouraging. That truly is what... Um, what I had in mind when I wrote the book. So thank you that it's your favorite parenting book. Wow. Okay, guys. So now um, go on over, leave your Amazon rating or review. And then again, 
I'm also always reminding you that ratings and reviews for this podcast are super helpful, and those are even easier. Those take like less than a minute, and you do that right there on your phone when you're on your podcast app. You just scroll right on down, hit those five stars, pretty easy to do. So just know any other books or podcasts that you love, these mean the world to us. So on behalf of everyone else you listen to or books you read, just know that taking the time to do that is a real way to say thank you and to support the people who are working hard to serve you well. Okay, now we get to dive in and uh, talk about what it means to be an all-in parent. Are you ready? I hope this is so encouraging to you. And what I love to do is start off by just reading the opening to a chapter. And this one is kind of special. I shared a story in this opening chapter that uh, I hadn't shared in writing before. It's something really special to me, a big part of our family story. So this is how we open the book, chapter one of Raising Amazing. I begin with a quote from Tony Evans that says, a strong sense of commitment is the foundation for a strong, fully functioning home. I love that. And here is how we start. Our first son was born a whopping nine pounds, one ounce. His size was unexpected, but even more startling was the sight of his newborn body, gray, blue, and floppy. I got only a quick look at him before the medical team went into action, cutting the umbilical cord and whisking him out of the room and out of my sight. My husband followed on their heels while I was left alone with the obstetrician and a solitary nurse who awkwardly talked me through the final contractions and afterbirth delivery. In a state of shock, for 10 minutes, I wondered if my baby was alive or dead. What just happened? Those minutes seemed an eternity. Finally, a nurse returned with the news that after eight minutes of being bagged with oxygen, my baby took his first breath. I felt great relief, along with uncertainty and fear. The hours that followed were an emotional roller coaster, as our son, who we named Josiah David, had multiple seizures before being emergency transferred to a trauma hospital. I begged to be released, and hours after Josiah was settled in the brightly lit neonatal intensive care unit, I was able to see him. For just a few brief moments, I had the chance to hold him behind a curtain, skin to skin, wires and cords delicately dangling between little arms and my tear-soaked chest. Tests were run, blood was drawn, Josiah was placed on sedative medication, and the seizures finally subsided. There were so many questions and very few answers. Dave was in medical school at the time, finishing his second year, and had just enough knowledge to wreak havoc on his new father heart. Lack of oxygen at birth is often associated with brain damage, and we were only told to wait and see. During those days, camped out in a room off the NICU, Dave and I prayed and talked about what the future may hold. I've never felt so dependent on God nor so consumed with another life. With all we knew might lie ahead, one thing was clear. We were all in. This boy was our precious gift, and our role as his parents would now shape much of our purpose, whatever that looked like. I don't claim to understand how God works and why sometimes prayers are answered one way and other times another way, but in this case, Josiah was healed completely. At his six-month appointment, his brain activity was in the normal range. We were incredibly grateful. I love that baby boy and committed to being the best mom I could ever be to him. 
While no pregnancy or delivery is easy, my next three boys came into the world comparatively stress-free. I'll never forget those frightening first days with my oldest son, but looking back, I see that over time, I began to take the amazing miracle each of my children is for granted. A few short years later, the everydayness of life with young kids had worn me down, and I found myself overwhelmed with parenting. Instead of counting blessings, I counted the hours until I could get a break from my kids. The only all-in I felt was the sensation that I was drowning in motherhood. I daydreamed about real jobs where I would wear real clothes, losing sight of the truth that the greatest job in the world was staring at me in the face with peanut butter smears and a Superman cape. What happened to the fully committed feelings I had when my first son was born? Why was it so hard to love these kids well every day? In the years that followed, I learned that being all in as a parent has to be more than an emotional response. It requires something higher, a choice made by our will. Next, I go into a section I call the right kind of love is required. And this is where we talk about the difference between being all in as a feeling, like I said, when my son was young and needed me so desperately, and being all in as a choice, something that we need to do to be intentional parents for the long haul. I talk next about perspective, which I think across the board is just huge in our lives. The way we look at things can can radically change how we feel about those things. And I acknowledge that while it's not realistic to live in a perpetual state of parenting bliss, right? I think we need reminders daily if possible, I say, of, of our great calling. It's one thing to be all in with a newborn who needs you to fight for his life, but it's quite another to be all in on a rainy Thursday with a house full of needy kids. To be all in for all the years of parenting requires great intentionality because we humans are forgetful, aren't we? We tend to take things for granted. Hey friends, I'm going to pause this topic real quick to make sure you know about this episode's sponsor, which is artsabox.com. Now, if you've been around for a while, you have heard me talk about these guys. I love my quarterly subscription boxes and I love to share my unboxing over in Instagram reels as well. But Artsa is a quarterly subscription box that follows in the footsteps of Jesus, delivering the best artisanal food, crafts, and content from across the Holy Land straight to your doorstep. Every box comes from a different region of the Holy Land, and they are so full of wonderful goodies. And what's cool is that every box supports small local Israeli businesses and charities, and Artsa gives us a discount. So if you want 25% off a box, you can use the code BOYMOM25. Now that's my code I've had for a while, BOYMOM25 for 25% off your first Artsa box. You guys have to go over to show notes to check it out. I've got some photos over there. And again, artsabox.com. Have a look. These make a great gift. So if you're thinking about Mother's Day and you have someone in your life that loves the Holy Land, maybe they visited or dream of visiting, this is such a great gift. So artsabox.com, check show notes, use BOYMOM25 for your discount. And now we'll get back to the show. Thank you. 
Next, I talk about appreciating the privilege and responsibility of parenting. And I think it's fair to just acknowledge that parenting can feel like an unrelenting, thankless job, right? Do I hear any amens? Um, The days are long, especially in the early years, at least that was my experience. And it can be incredibly easy to lose appreciation for the gift of our children and the privilege of parenting them. Then as our kids grow up, and they gain more independence, we have new options, new temptations maybe to tune out or check out, to farm out every aspect of our kids' education and spiritual growth and all the other activities to others. We chase our own dreams, build a side hustle, binge Netflix, reinvent our social life, numb ourselves with substances or social media, and then we miss some of the most amazing moments hidden in everyday life with children. Recently, as I wrote this on Instagram, I had seen a photo someone shared that had three jars with beads in them. It was something that their church had done. They had sent these jars home with every child in Sunday school, and the beads represented the number of weekends they had left until high school graduation. This was a visual reminder of how precious time with our children is and how temporary this season of parenting is. I saw the one with only a few beads lonely lining the bottom of the jar, which represented my son Luke's timeline, and it made me cry. No doubt visual reminders like these can make me wonder, have I spent enough time with my children, like real intentional time? Have I given them the best of me or leftovers? And I realize I still have time left with Levi, who's just 12, and he does want so much of me. Another hug, a back scratch, answers to so many questions and so much attention. How often do I respond to him with, mom's busy, without lifting my eyes from my phone or as I push him out of my room? And another bead is gone. Parents, I don't know what helps you recognize the great privilege and responsibility you have as a mom or dad, but we all need to tap into that privilege. These kids in your care Whether they're seven months or seven years or 17, they're a gift to you. And you, you were hand-chosen to be their parents. And no one in the world has more impact on your children than you do as parents. And they crave love from and desire a relationship with no one more than you. Camp out on that for a minute. Now, none of this is written to shame or guilt you. You're hearing from a mom who's shed real tears over her own parenting regrets, a mom who's good at loving when the emotions are all lined up, but has at times failed to rise up when her own comfort or plans are at stake. But as I write this first chapter, I say, I'd like to invite you to join me in committing, whether for the first time or the 400th, to all-in parenting, to being intentional in your approach to parenting one that supersedes emotions and enables you to parent in such a way that your kids will thank you later. Next, I really wanted to be clear about this idea of all-in parenting because, no doubt, nothing in life is simple to find a balance in, right? We all know that we tend towards extremes, and so as much as we see parents that might neglect their role or not be all-in as parents, we also see parents who are an unhealthy version of being all-in, who might smother their kids or be helicopter parents. So I wanted to share four things that all-in parenting is not. So uh, you can read more of these in the book, but I'm just going to kind of highlight these four topics. Number one, all-in parenting isn't smothering, controlling, helicopter, or snowplow parenting. I say it's choosing to provide our kids with a healthy, mature love, offering boundaries and freedoms as they're needed. 
Number two, all in parenting isn't losing our personal identity and living a child-centered life 24-7 for 18 years straight. Thank God, right? That wouldn't be healthy. None of us want that. And I say a few more things about that here. But number three, all in parenting is not getting our self-worth from our kids' performance or successes. And this is something really important for me to touch on here because I have had a lot of conversations as I've worked on this book and even my previous book when people love formulas. We all wish that that I could promise you that if you do everything in my book, your child is going to turn out to be great or match some picture of what you hope they'll be. And then you'll feel like you've really done your job well. And what we need to realize is our kids have a free will and they're sinners as we are. Only God is sovereign. We're not. And so our calling is to do our very best as parents, yes, to be intentional. But then we also need to recognize that the results are really between our children and God. And we also need to realize that our self-worth, our identity is not all wrapped up in our kids. We are loved by God because we are his children, just like we want our kids to know they're loved by God because they're his children. The way our kids turn out should not be where we get our sense of identity. And and this is tricky, just like anything else. Like I've mentioned in previous episodes, you know, my son Luke pours so much time and effort into surfing, it's hard not to have his identity wrapped up in his success as a surfer. That's understandable, but I encourage him to fight that and instead to really focus on his identity as just a loved forgiven child of God, surfing being something he does, but not who he is. And in the same way, our calling as parents is to, yes, be intentional, do our very best as parents, but we don't want to get our identity wrapped up in that. So if something goes wrong with our kids, we feel like we're failures, like we're not loved, like struggle with shame or condemnation. We want to do our best as parents, but that should not be where I, our identity comes from. So that's a tough one. It, it's going to be tricky no matter what area of life we are really working hard at. And I think the key is to spend enough time with the Lord and meditating on his love for us and who we are in him that we can then fight that temptation, that tendency to derive our sense of self-worth from what we do. So that's a big topic, maybe one for its own episode. But number four, all in parenting is not a formula for how to raise perfect kids. And that's very much related to the last one I just touched on. Instead, it's a commitment to following God's principles and wisdom from his words to the best of our ability, knowing we'll never get it perfect, but never giving up then resting in God's grace and kindness, asking him to reach our kids' hearts, right? Because that's really all we can do. So finally, I have how to live as an all-in parent. And this is super fun. I share in the book 11 ways to live as an all-in parent. And then I have a link to my website where I have a list of 25 ways to live as an all-in parent. And what I'll do is put a link in the show notes so that you can get that list of all 25. How's that sound? But I will rattle off a few of these here before I wrap up since we have just enough time for that. Number one, be present. Put down your phone, moms and dads and Monica. <laughs> Close your laptop, tune in, and be fully with your kids when you're with them. This is harder than it sounds, which leads me to number two, listen. Second way to be an all-in parent, listening is a discipline most of us aren't very good at. 
showing our kids we're interested in all the little stories and recollections of their day, even if it's mostly super important information about Spider-Man or their latest obsession, builds confidence that they have our attention for the bigger things later. Whether or not your child is a talker, keep showing up so they'll realize you're there for them when they need to talk. And I also mention here a reminder Teenagers usually decide to talk late at night when you're ready to collapse into bed, but it's worth staying up for. So get to know your kids, figure out when they're most likely to talk, and then listen. Number three, be a person of your word. All in parents earn their kids' trust through integrity. This means doing what you say you'll do and being who you say you are. Be careful to promise only what you can fulfill, and if you must break a commitment, take that seriously and own up to it. This not only sets an example for your child, but communicates how much you value them. And then I'll just touch on these others and let you go over to the download that I'm offering in the show notes. I say adjust your schedule to your families. That's one way to be all in. I have much more to say on that here in the book. Show up when they need you. That's a big one. Take care of yourself. Kids need healthy parents. I will say a few words on this. They feel more secure when we're rested, balanced, and happy. In her book, More Than a Mom, Carrie Kompakis, who is, by the way, um, the host of the Girl Mom podcast, she says, wellness helps you become the best version of yourself so you can bravely and boldly serve God. So true. No one but you can give your kids a happy mom or dad, so make that a priority. Next, I have Be All In in Your Marriage. We have a whole chapter on marriage coming up, so look forward to that one. Um, Invest in things they love. Have fun with your kids. Give them loving touch and humbly ask for forgiveness because none of us will get parenting or anything else right all the time. And when we own our mistakes and ask for forgiveness, we're both modeling something important to our kids and showing them that we value and respect them. And then the very last section is titled, So Let's Dive All In. And I say here, when I go into the ocean with my boys, sometimes I just want to cool off, but I don't want to get my hair wet. So I try to keep my head above the water. And my boys always tease me when I do this and they yell, you've got to commit mom. And it's not even worth swimming if you don't go all the way in. So I say, as we close this first chapter, I hope you'll take some time to consider this. Do you want to merely dip your toes into the parenting waters? Do as little as you must until your kids are grown and launched into the world. It's possible to do this, you know, in fact, it's quite common. Or do you want to go all in? Give your kids your best and their best chance at growing up to be exceptional adults down the road. You won't have all the say. We know that. But as far as your role is concerned, are you ready to go all the way in? To get your hair wet and everything? I hope so. I'm praying for you and cheering you on for the next 14 chapters as we look at the most important choices parents get to make when it comes to all-in parenting. And as you say yes to intentionally raising your amazing kids. Now, we have a word to the dads at the end. I'm not going to read it this time, but I may have my husband pop on and read some of these down the road. So hopefully that will be something you can look forward to. I do also have a section here, which is thoughts from one of my sons. And in this chapter, it's thoughts from my son, Jonah, who was 20 years old at the time of writing the book. And then there's three reflection questions also at the end. And that's why I say, 
What a great time to gather with a couple of friends and maybe talk about all-in parenting. Talk about some of your own challenges when you're burnt out and tired or overwhelmed. Are you parenting from an emotional state or from an intentional state? Do you tend to neglect your role as parent or perhaps you're struggling because you're a helicopter parent or a snowplow parent? Maybe these are some things you could talk to a group of friends about or even just one friend and encourage each other in the things I share. It also might be fun to go over that printed list of the 25 ways to be an all-in parent and kind of check in on each other. Say, how are you doing in this area? What's an area you might improve in? And maybe hold each other accountable in some of this too. Friends, one thing I know more and more, the, the longer I live, the more I go through this parenting journey is we need each other. And, and we need to humbly acknowledge that none of us have it all down. We are not perfect. We've had guests in our home recently, and, and I laugh because I'm like, you're seeing the real deal here. You're seeing the Swansons <laughs> as they are. And we don't have it all together. We still make mistakes as parents. Our kids are far from perfect, but we continue to press on. We pray, ask God for help, and keep just working to do our best and then to trust God with the results. So before I close, I would love the opportunity to pray for all of you. That's something I did as I went through the chapters of Boy Mom in 2022. And so if you would join me, I'd love to just pray a blessing over you as you strive to be an all-in parent. So join me. Lord Jesus, thank you for everyone listening. And thank you just for the privilege it is to host this podcast and to get to encourage these parents. And I pray, Lord, as we begin this journey going through the chapters of Raising Amazing, that uh, listeners might be encouraged, that they would not come under any condemnation or struggle with comparison or shame, but instead that they would just see your hand of grace and mercy in their parenting, that they would realize that none of us are perfect but that you are perfect. And God, that you are always available. Your Holy Spirit is always there to come alongside us, to coach us and encourage us. And yeah, sometimes challenge us, uh, but you're always there for us. So I pray, Lord, that there would just be a, a spirit of encouragement for everyone listening, that they would think about their role as parent and, and what it might mean to be a little more all in, in the healthiest way possible, that you would give them the energy and the strength and the wisdom and the discernment to parent their kids well, that you would open up doors of, of connection and communication between parents and kids and, and spouses as they parent. Lord, I pray that you would uh, just give us the strength we need each day as we are all weary. And this life is complicated and hard. So give us wisdom and give us community. And I pray that many listening would gather with friends and just have the community that will help support them as they aim to raise amazing kids. Thank you, God, for being so good to us. We love you. And we commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, friends, thanks for joining me for chapter one of Raising Amazing. Again, be sure to go over to show notes, which you will find at monicaswanson.com forward slash all dash in. That's A-L-L dash I-N. I'm going to be titling these just exactly what the chapters are titled. So hopefully you can find them easily and um, you will find a download with 25 ways to be an all-in parent over there, as well as links to the book and anything else I might have mentioned. So friends, 
We have awesome lineup coming up this spring. So many great episodes and interviews and topics ahead. Please continue to spread the word about the Monica Swanson podcast to your friends. Take a screenshot of this episode if you like. Share it to your stories on social media. And if you do, be sure to tag me on Instagram. I'm at Monica Swanson underscore. I appreciate that. And I try to reshare it when you put those in stories. So God bless you. Thanks for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Mm -hmm.